wondered why I am so tired by the end of the day and it's not ultimately because uh, what I'm doing looks like I'm, I'm working real hard other than sitting and talking to people but I finally got a name for it. I don't know if you've heard of this before but it's um, Zoom fatigue. Some would call it Zoom gloom but it, it uh, is how much intensity is required to interact with somebody through a video call. Uh, and it really points out something bigger that, that I will be talking about in future podcasts. But uh, before I get ahead of myself, let me introduce myself. This is the uh, Love You Later Bye podcast, the Psych Monologues. I'm Dr. Ray Mitch, your host and jack of all trades. And um, my, uh, the way I see it, uh, I am going to leverage a lot of the things that I talk about or have talked about over the years with many of my seniors and uh, pull back the veil and allow anybody that isn't from CCU or isn't a student of mine or hasn't been a student of mine uh, to listen in a little bit on some of the uh, reflections and things and thoughts that I have about uh, the things we're facing even today, it's, it's very relevant, the themes and things that uh, have been part of a lot of my teaching. So I, uh, we, we have been walking our way through some uh, major um, secrets to life, maybe would be a way to look at it, uh, secrets to future and uh, what's ahead for a lot of my seniors as they walk away from CCU. And, there, and I think it's safe to say that the reality is starting to crash in on more and more of, of the, the college students. If you have some in your household um, or know somebody, uh, we might be tempted to look and say, uh, and do some comparisons of our own and say, you know, hey, it's bad everywhere. Everybody's lost stuff. Everybody has uh, is going through no graduation. Everybody's going through. So what's the big deal? Let's just pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and keep moving. Except that I, the one thing I want to point out, and I'll get to my topic here soon enough, but the one thing I want to point out, um, if nothing else, just to be uh, <laughs> uh, the voice uh, uh, for a lot of the college students that I'm talking to, is that in spite of the fact that the external features of the landscape of loss that is part of losing the, the last semester, last half of the semester or so, um, every, all the college senior college students have lost that. Uh, besides losing the ceremonies at the end of the semester, the, the uh, honors convocation that is part of CCU's tradition or the senior uh, banquet or the senior ceremony or graduation itself, all of those, all of those are the same. Everybody's lost those. The thing is, is just because everybody's lost it doesn't mean that I don't experience it uniquely, which means that, yeah, the features are all the same, but the experience is very, very different. And that is true for any kind of loss we have but particularly so for the young people that are uh, looking at you in a sense and they didn't know this but using some of those rituals to kind of get ready to launch into uh, the adult life i mean we've we've suddenly turned a a um, noun adult into a verb 
adulting. And we need to have some passages. And for, you know, for a lot of the students I talked to, they, they lost that. They, they lost markers that tell them that they are moving into a new transition or a new phase of life. Now, clearly, they are. You know, life moves along whether we like it or not. We can find all sorts of ways to foil it or deny it or distort it or deflect it or any number of other creative D words that I could come up with. But it's, it's an interesting thing that I think we're also suffering through with so many of our classes and things like that that have gone to using the video platform Zoom. And I was just reading an article uh, about that, the impact that it has had on us and kind of a hidden impact because we think that, well, it's all the same. I mean, I'm looking at somebody's face. I hear their voice. I, but there's so many subtle presence, what I call presence cues, the, the presence of the person, the how they breathe before they just say something or the glance of the eyes or the movement of their hands or how much they gesture or don't gesture. I mean, when you're looking at a Zoom call, how much of their hands do you actually see? And everybody is framed from the, from the shoulders up. So who knows what they're wearing below? I'm not going to walk into that minefield. But I, we, don't ever, we don't ever experience people from the shoulders up. We don't. I, either we're looking at their face or we're looking you know, at, at their posture or any number of cues that we operate with. And those are all removed. And it takes a lot out of us to engage people that way. And so what happens is we end up kind of ramping up the emotional output uh, to kind of compensate for that, to, to compensate for that. Uh, and I'm here at, at my home, I call it the Northern Command Post uh, in north of Denver. And, and you know, I'm, I'm getting yelled at all the time by my wife. Is You know, her home office is down the hall from me. And I'm, I'm getting these texts that say, shh, be quiet. You're, you're too loud. <clears throat> and I recognize that it's partly because I'm compensating for the people that I'm talking to over Zoom. So it's, it's an interesting wrinkle that I think we all face. It adds to our stress level, which is already stressed. We may, just because we acclimate to it doesn't make it non-stressful. Um, and so, uh, we, we've got some challenges that we're facing and, and uh, even doing something like this that I'm doing is, is kind of trying to fill the void, really. I, I said to something, somebody that this is kind of my verbal blog. It's, it's my way of, of processing uh, the experiences I'm having. And, and even as a professor, I, I don't get the markers either with my students moving on in life. And, and saying goodbye and laboring through saying goodbye. Now, not all goodbyes mean we'll never see the person again. But in a sense, the two of us are, are looking at uh, a, a goodbye to what we once had, the roles that we played for one another, the impact we had, the access we had, all of those things are no lo longer going to be there. And I, maybe I'll talk about this in a later podcast, is, is really the idea of, uh, and we use this language. It's, it's bringing a chapter to a close. 
Um, and some people would say, well, I don't want this chapter to be over. Um, so I'm just going to live in denial and, and put an ellipse at the end and hope for the best. The problem is, is the rest of the, the story never gets written very well after that because it's, there's a chapter that wasn't actually completed. But that's something else. I'm not going to get into that now. Um, I, I, one of the things that I want to talk about is another kind of big lesson for life, for lack of another way to put it. The first thing that we looked at was the idea that the journey matters. Uh, the, the second thing I was looking at and talking about was uh, really the, the idea that you can't lead somebody to some place you've never visited. Uh, and this third one is, I think, probably a, a bigger one than it appears. And this one goes this way, is that in order to live our lives, we need to meet people where they are rather than where they should be. And that sounds ra rather simple. Uh, the problem is, is that what's contained within it is the idea of accepting people where they are rather than telling them where they should be. And I think it, it challenges us to really evaluate how we relate to other people. Because so often when we paint a picture of the future or we say that things will get better or we'll do any number of things, while those are all true and they may even be helpful, they subtly send the message that where you are is not okay. As a matter of fact, you need to do it differently. You need to change in order to get to this other place. And I, I had the privilege of, of uh, having a, a man that has profoundly impacted my life by the name of Brennan Manning. He's written a number of books that most people know something about. Uh, probably the most prominent one was Ragamuffin Gospel. And there was something he said all, all the time that, uh, that has begun, at least begun to become a, a byword for me in, in my, my talks and mentoring and other things that I do at, at, in my role and roles at CCU. And it's this, is that the challenge is, is, is that to trust God that, to, that he, I'm sorry, I got to get it straight here. Uh, the challenge is, is to trust God that, that he loves you as you are, not as you should be, because you're never going to be what you should be. Now, a lot of people hear that and think, well, that sounds kind of depressing for one. And for another, it's settling for mediocrity. The problem is, is that it's our all or nothing way of thinking about life and about how we go about walking with others through life. Or probably the even bigger item is even accepting ourselves as we are. And the one thing that I will add to this that I have that I've said again, and I will say now tonight is that I cannot change what I will not accept. And the minute I say that, more often than not, people nod their heads in compliance and say, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a really great platitude. But they don't end up digging into it very deeply because they think acceptance is condoning. They think acceptance is saying it's okay that it exists. 
or it's okay that this thing happened or that thing happened or that person left me or I've been abandoned. It's okay. That's what I mean by accepting it. And the reality is, is that couldn't be farther from the truth is acceptance is leaning into the reality of what it is, not what I want it to be. Now, the beginning of change is accepting things, me, as I am, not as I should be. The should part of that statement is always calibrated against something else. And the question to you tonight is, is what is that something else? Who's the should maker in your life? And that that could be a idealized image of perfection. It could be an audience of people that you kind of gauge what you should be by them. It could be any number of things. That's usually uniquely mine. But if I am going to spend time with people Maybe I should spend less time telling them where they should be and spend more of my time meeting them where they are and and being able to engage that part of their journey or my own. And by chance, they might actually get a glimpse of the kind of person Jesus is who and the Holy Spirit is in residing in us. Because ultimately, our our change in life otherwise known as salvation is built on grace the question is is am i going to live that grace out for the rest of my days or am i going to convert it over to a more legalistic or a law-based standard that says when i do something wrong i should be punished somehow i mean i can punish myself by withholding good I can do a lot of ways to do that. And, and then I can say, there, I paid my price. Let's move on. Which is a remarkable thing in light of a lot of our rhetoric around our salvation and around what God has done for us and, and to what lengths he will go to pursue us. <laughs> and yet we say, I, I, I got to work harder. I got to be better. I, I've got to get cleaned up before Jesus will ever interact with me. And yet, as far as I can tell in reading through the Gospels, Jesus met people where they were. He didn't set up camp somewhere and say, come to me. I mean, if anything, he said, come to me, all of you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That was when he said that. And I would remind you that he said that because he had already, he was there with them and offering that to them rather than being somewhere else and saying, this is where you should be. This is the only way that you can get this rest and, and a relief of your burden. So, how do you meet people? Better yet, maybe even harder yet, is how do you meet yourself? Because I can't offer to somebody something that I reject even within myself. This is a, it's a basic axiom that I talk about, and that is, I can't give away that which I don't own. If I don't own grace, then how in the world can I give it away? I can talk about it. I can give it away to other people, 
But if it's not a reality in my own life, then the question is, where do I go from here? Because there's a ceiling. There's automatically a ceiling. And so how do you meet people? How do you meet yourself? And with whom are you going to journey? Because the journey matters. With whom are you going to journey and accept the grace that's being offered us? Because we have to trust that God loves us as we are, not as we should be. Because we're never going to be what we should be. That's a moving standard. It will always move. And I'd encourage you to take some time today or this evening or whenever you're listening to this to take a step back, pause, and ask both of those questions. How do I meet other people? And then how do I meet myself? Because don't miss the fact when Jesus said that the the entire law and prophets was contained in the Mishnah. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your strength, all your mind, and your soul. And love your neighbor as yourself. (laughs) What does that mean? Because if I don't love myself, then what kind of love am I offering to my neighbor? Whoever that might be. So, there's the theme. We should meet people where they are rather than they should be. And the sub-theme underneath that is maybe I should meet me where I am rather than I should be and accepting what I'm being offered so that when I offer it to somebody else, it's coming from the same well that uh, has been impacted, powerfully impacted by the power and and um, uh, the the. I can't find the other word, the power of grace and what it does to change us. So food for thought for the day. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm i going to wrap it up here and call it a day. Uh, a couple things that I just want to remind you of is, is the website. I have found out that the website was down. I did not know that, which is, is a webmaster's worst nightmare. Um, so visit the website at drmitch.com. It is now up and running. You can see all the blog posts, uh, which include each one of the episodes. There's, there's also a page devoted to the, the, the uh, podcast, Love You Later Bye. Uh, so you can see the entire lineup of all the episodes that have been uh, completed so far. Second thing I would remind you of is just the the idea of of the not the idea but but uh, the ongoing effort that that I have to develop, uh, to uh, seek partners uh, for to support the silent retreats uh, for CCU students uh, that is also on the website if you go to CCU tab and and go down to silent retreats you will see the GoFundMe page that is there for, uh, for on an ongoing basis to invite people to partner and to support uh, the efforts that we're having to offer a silent retreat for students that are interested in engaging a, a new but ancient way of engaging in their relationship with God. And then finally, I would I would encourage you if there's things that I'm talking about, things that I say that that um, are helpful 
and encouraging and you think maybe there's some other people in your life that could benefit from it, then pass it along um, and uh, uh, subscribe on the website or subscribe in, in a variety of ways. Right now it's hosted on on uh, podbean.com. So if you want to go straight to the website there, it's raymitch.podbean.com and you will see a place to be able to use it. They have a, a player, a, a podcast player on the website that you can download and be notified whenever new episodes come out. I haven't gotten uh, brave enough to uh, launch into a broader distribution uh, on something like iTunes. Uh, I don't know when I will. I, uh, I'm perfectly happy with this level of, of um, access for folks. Not that I'm trying to hide anything. It's, uh, I'm, I'm always wrestling with whether or not the things I have to say are, um, are helpful or not. And that's not me asking for um, people to tell me that it is. That's not the point at all. Uh, as the old phrase goes, if you go fishing for compliments, you're usually sh- fishing in a pretty shallow pond. So, um, uh, three different things that are going on around here, at least in terms of the podcast and my website, please join me. And uh, thank you for joining me uh, today. I am honored that you would take 20 minutes or so out of your day to, to listen to some of the reflections that I have about life and living and um, following hard after Jesus even if you don't do that, it's still about life and living. And ultimately, I may bump into Jesus. And that's the point of doing something like this at all. So I'm Dr. Ray Mitch, your host. Thanks again for joining me. I'll be here tomorrow, same time, same place. And we'll talk more about life as we know it. Love you. Later.